This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. (laughs) I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. Testing, 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 testing my patience. Testing, the literal barber only cut one hair. The, oh, the Jared Stern is waiting to be admitted. What's a happening? Hey. Hey. Look at you with your little professional I know. I've been, I've been doing some stuff. I've been doing some stuff. You look like you're a professional podcast host. I am just a schlub <laughs> in my guest room. contrast of you and I. But yeah, look at you. Right? Hey. You know, it, it, it only makes sense that it would take us 99 hours <laughs> you know, to finally have an air of professionalism <laughs> about this show. You know, we might have had 99 episodes, but uh, professionalism ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Two weeks? We took two weeks. We just we took two weeks. I, I don't think we were planning like... on taking two weeks, but, you know, shit happens and we took two weeks. We so took two weeks. Time, um, time is, a con- is, a, is a construct. Uh, time is, of, of, is what you make of it. I think that's something that's been proven over the last, over the life of this podcast. I think we've proven that time has no real meaning time has no meaning no relevance what i've learned is now that i'm not living on the edge of a frozen tundra (laughs) i feel healthy again like i i got some sun i was out i i got some vitamin d and i i feel much better i do i feel i feel much better you look less sickly ah you know what i'll take it (laughs) let again low bar to clear but you look less sickly as i've said to many people on the many people before you set that bar on the floor i'm gonna mm-hmm. get over it every time easy at to least, just at least 99 out of 100 times i'm gonna get yep. over that bar you might drag a foot one time <laughs> and trip over the bar but more more often than not you're gonna get over the yeah. bar we um we uh have to start this podcast like we do a lot of our podcasts by by thanking everyone for listening thank you guys because we we will continue to say this even to through the next hundred episodes. We are astounded mm-hmm. that anybody listens. There are anybody so at all. many so many podcasts you could be listening to. In fact, now that the uh, SAG AFTRA has joined the WGA strike, mm-hmm. think of how many more podcasts are going to be bur- birthed out of that, and they'll have famous mm-hmm. people on them. Mm-hmm. the but, opposite the opposite you don't think so the always sunny podcast just went on strike in solidation with the uh sag after if anything oh we're gonna you're look, oh. only going to have two guys who are in no way associated <laughs> with sag after to listen to oh fantastic. thankfully you have a hundred episodes to catch up on right well oh see that's a, that's a benefit i did not see coming yeah all the famous people in solidarity exactly taking a break but I, I would think they would use those platforms though to vocalize and and uh and, and I amplify think it's about, i think it's about the sting right it's about the it's about the disruption right 
people will listen to a podcast where somebody will go, uh, you shouldn't be doing this. And like, yeah, we really like, and this is such a amazing segue into something I experienced last weekend for the first time. I will use this as the analogy. Guess what I tried for the first time last weekend? Well, well hang on one second before before we get to that. I I was not finished thanking people. They get thanked every podcast. I, I think understand. we just wrap it up. Thank but you guys. There, but there's a there's a specific reason why Go I'm on. thanking them. Obviously, we are a, a show built on arbitrary milestones. Obviously, time has no meaning. But one of the ways we measure success for this show, they actually show you. How many people listen yes. on uh, uh, in a given day, in a given uh, month, and or throughout the lifespan of the show? And our goal, my goal, when we first started observing metrics, what was my goal? Five thousand downloads by episode one hundred. That we cracked five thousand back in like episode eighty-five. <laughs> and so now, my new goal, I, I, I. I altered my expectations as I often do, mm -hmm. mostly due to failure. But now this time it was due to unexpected success. Well, I said, okay, how about 6,000 by 100? That way we have a nice tidy average yeah. of 60 plays per episode. I like those, ti those tidy round numbers. Well, guess what? You guys, you guys blew past 6,000. Uh, two episodes ago. Yeah, and uh, way to go, guys. So yeah, thank, thank the you. The goal guys so now much. is to get to seven thousand before episode hundred, and yeah, we that's will not, yeah, delay that. episode hundred <laughs> as long as it takes to get. To well, that's the thing. See, I think it's, that does muddy the math a little bit. <laughs> right. We we have been prolonging things. But, no, I mean, I think yeah. But I think... no, but 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 the good news is during those lulls, during those extra weeks where maybe. We don't have new content to give to yes. you. We're not experiencing the same precipitous drop-offs that we are, uh, that we did maybe before. People are, now that we have n nearly 100 episodes, there's a constant stream of people finding us and going, oh, maybe I should check that out. Oh, maybe I should take if, a listen to episode 52 or something. If we weren't thanking people, I have another segue off of this. All right, well, segue, I have please. so many segues at this point. I'll go uh, back to my other one, which please, was the please. solidarity, the thing. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people recognize that the writer strike is or the SAG after strike is correct, but they're also not going to disrupt their everyday life. And this ties into what I had for the first time this past weekend. You know what that is? You so is this a food that you had for the first I'll give time? You, yeah, it's a food. I'll give you that. You want to take a right. you want to take a shot in the dark? Go for it. Something I've done it before. First time. First time ever. Haggis. <laughs> no, but I'll I'll let you get another guess. I think it's one of those things where once you you know me well enough to know that you're not going to know it right away, but as soon as you're here, you're going to be like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, all right. Well, I I have to narrow I have to narrow down. Sure. It is it is an ethnic food. Technically, but I would say no for the sake of this conversation. Okay, so it is standard American fare, something that, and this is something that everyone should have tried. People are shocked when they hear that I had never eaten it. Okay. Jalapeno poppers. Chick-fil-A. Oh, well, Chick-fil-A. See, that's not... But you've but, had breaded chicken before. But like it, the point is that Chick-fil-A is its own thing. It's like saying McDonald's, right? Or sure. Pizza Hut. I but guess. once you know me, you're like, oh, it's because of their politics. You're like, oh, that's why Jared doesn't eat it. So sure. Again, I also don't eat it because it's not great when it okay as, as a fried chicken sandwich goes, okay it's really this is not where that, this that is good. where i get a little i'm, I'm gonna get on i'm 
I'm coming in hot. I'm getting on my soapbox for a second. <laughs> so for years, people have given me shit about this. Jared, how do you not eat Chick-fil-A? I was like, it's pretty easy. The effort you put into going there and buying it and then wrapping your mouth around it and chewing it, I just do none of that. My, yeah, my sure. the, the ease of not eating Chick-fil-A, arguably easier than actually eating Chick-fil-A. It's a lot easier to not do something I've found. So much easier. But- you know, it, there, there wasn't one around us growing up. And when there wasn't there was one that was built, that's when the whole like them donating to like anti-gay rights and stuff like that was coming up. And again, it was a dangerous time growing up woke in the 90s as a cis white man. There's a reason I hold very few friendships from back then and I never go back. So my sister's husband's sister was up for the weekend and like they were like, oh, we're going to go grab Chick-fil-A. Do you want some? And I was like. And Ashley's like, oh, you don't eat Chick-fil-A. And I was like, well, I will if I'm not paying for it. See, I'm not donating to it if you're buying it. So she's like, what do you want? I was like, I don't know. I've never had it before. I was like, get me the thing. Like, get me the thing that makes eating it okay to take rights away from people. Like, I want to have the thing that's so delicious that, like, my gain of this chicken sandwich is worth the loss of rights for other people. That I want to know that deliciousness. And that's, something's got to be pretty fucking delicious for that for that to be the case. So she gets me the sandwich, and I use that term loosely. Have you, So this thing is uh, two pieces of bread. Uh-huh. What may have at one point started at, as a fried chicken sandwich, but was a moist, soggy chicken sandwich, and two pickles. This yeah. is the entire thing. Yeah. And I ex- explained this to somebody. They were like, did you get the pickles? And I was like, these pickles don't grant wishes. They're just two goddamn <laughs> pickles on a sandwich. It's not like, the giving pickles. So I take a bite and I'm like, this? Like, this is it? I, I tried their sauce. Their sauce was good. Like, the, I'm not going to deny that the Chick-fil-A sauce. Like, but here's the thing. If you take any remoulade and dump that much sugar into it, it's going to taste amazing. Sure. I when as I'm eating this, I'm like, I two things struck me at the same time. One, this is not worth donating to like the, the whole thing. I was right all along. And two, I had had Chick-fil-A before. Like as I was eating it, I I was like remembering the the surprise and disappointment in my muscle memory as I was chewing. Like the it was hitting my taste buds. And you were like, I was like, you did this like 15 years ago. And back then we're like, this is a bullshit sandwich. Like, yeah. I don't know why everybody's obsessed with it. Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich on the That's other hand. That's a good chicken sandwich. Let's go. Okay. For like a, that is a crispy and spicy chicken sandwich. But here's the reason why I think Chick-fil-A uh, holds such sway, yeah. at least in the, in like the Bible belt and the Southern areas right. and that's, which we, it, it, actually it is kind of counterintuitive because those people, people in the South like spice. Um, <laughs> right. But what I've found is, and this is this is something that I've I've noticed throughout my my comedy career, and maybe I've maybe I've mentioned this theory. It, it in general, people just don't know any better. Yeah, and unless yeah. they're shown better, yep. they're going to assume what they're eating or what yep. they're having or what they're experiencing is the best thing mm-hmm. going. It's the reason why the impractical jokers are so successful <laughs> because people watch this on television and think it's entertaining because they don't know any better. That's not why the impractical jokers are successful. The impractical jokers are successful because it's not about the pranks. It's about the friendship. 
Wow. It's about a genuine okay. connection between four friends and they know how to play. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's about a genuine connection between four friends and their completely contrived situations on Not television. Not completely contrived. Uh, My ex's sister was on an episode. Oh, no shit. Yep. She was a rando who, uh, I guess, Sal um, tried to get a cigarette from. And she mm. was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Like, what is going? Like, it was a genuine, like. She was confused, didn't know about the show, and it is a non-scripted, non-staged okay. situation. Well, I'm very happy to hear that. However, it is... <laughs> but it's not going to change my opinion. Not going to change my opinion. <laughs> it's still some just insipid bullshit. But that's uh, the thing about the writer's strike. Like, if 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 people just got on the podcast and listened to people talking about it, they'd be like, yeah, they're right. We really shouldn't be watching this stuff. Cool. What should we watch tonight? Like, that's how it would well, be. Sure. But the disruption of people's po- shutting down the podcasts, that's where. Here is, well, sure. Obviously, people want to listen to their celebrity podcasts. Right. I understand that. But some, someone brought up something. I, I saw this on Twitter today. And he's like, I can't understand why the uh, why the strikes are getting negative coverage on CNN, which is owned <laughs> by this company, right. this media company, or ABC, which is owned by Disney, or all these, like, so all of the. spin. Well, it's well, it's completely spin because all of the companies that are that own the news organizations are the ones that are uh, opposing the writers and the actors right yeah. now. So, yeah, well, you got to be able to get your your uh, both sides to the story, right? Yeah. You got to be able to get it from our insect overlords and also from from the people who are you know from from the common working man, even though yeah. some of the common working men and women are our celebrities but that's the thing about sag and and the writers yeah. it it covers the entire spectrum yes it had yes george clooney is one of those people but also some some yeah, I've so, heard of and happens to be in the union and they and those need are the people who are really hurting for too. all of it those yeah. are the people who are really hurting we mentioned um coming up on episode 100 we are on the precipice let of me tell 100. you let me tell you about having a podcast. So as, <laughs> as as many people know, I, I am contractually obligated to do a number of things for this podcast. Uh, get sick regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, I, please. I'm the one who tests the new diseases. Um, I'm contractually obligated to uh, 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 go through a breakup every about 14 months, sure. I think is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, be- I, I, I got to check the paperwork. I'm yeah. not sure what the exact time frame is, but you're pretty on, the, you're pretty yeah. on track. But uh, in 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 doing so, I'm also contractually obligated to bring fresh perspectives to the podcast that are not your perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so uh, because I know we need the content, I have downloaded the apps and have begun the dating process because it is great for Jared, comedy. It is. Jared Stern. Yeah. Yes. Jared Stern. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I, I thought Do you want had... to hear my jokes about the apps because I have some great material. Okay. Well, I, I have 20 minutes now that I didn't have before. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure. Have you been on any dates? I have. Um, I go into dates this way. I go into dates with the expectation that we're never going to work out or date. I go into okay. dates with the expectation that like, I'm not looking for a physical connection. I'm not even like super hopeful for a romantic connection, but I do want to make friends. You know, I don't have a lot of male friends. I don't get along with like male energy very well. Uh-huh. And like four of my very good friends who I cherished as if they're family uh, were all people who I met on dating apps, tried to go out on a date with. It wasn't our thing. And then we ended up as really good friends. So so what I so this so this is what I've learned about the dating apps so far. Uh, number one, uh, the last time I was on the dating apps was years ago. 
And what I've learned is you will have more success on the dating apps as a man if you are listed as looking for a monogamous relationship rather than a polyamorous one. That's a uh... yeah, probably. I mean, don't they don't they have specific apps for that shit? No, it's just all it's just all been absorbed. It's all Disney now. Like Disney's <laughs> absorbed all <laughs> stuff. You got to um, go to the Epcot Center. And I'm not on. I'm not stuff. on any of the cringy ones. I'm not on like Tinder. I'm on uh, Bumble and Hinge. So uh, Bumble's the one where, where the women ask the you. women. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I feel like you could have a lot of success with that one. You're you're a fairly handsome person. Oh, thank you. I. I uh, yeah. But here's the fun. thing. Also, not I offensive re- looking. You know. I mean, you don't give off the aura of douchebag right away I just, so. to, I just want you to be aware of what you just said to me what i just said oh. you said when you send me the edit back i'm like cut it together so we just repeat it you said and i quote you're a handsome guy you're a handsome yeah, guy I did. also you're not offensive looking no what i like I mean, those two things I, you're handsome not, but very no, no, no. offensive looking that's that's not true those <laughs> things are not diametrically opposed you can be handsome you're not creepy give, i'm not and, creepy and give off 80s villain energy right, as well right, okay right, right, right. that's true that's true uh yeah i'm not rob Lowe attractive from like tommy boy like that's <laughs> okay sure you're not zabka you know zabka yeah So what I really love about these apps are the nuances of what you can put in as far as what you're into and what you're not into. So I, and like the specifics, I love being able to put that I'm like an agnostic atheist and, you know, I'm only want to match with people who are atheist, agnostic, or spiritual. I can't do like the religions, right? But my favorite one is the vices section. Okay. Now, both of these apps have the exact same four questions. Okay. And your options are almost identical. The question is, do you drink? Okay. Do you do drugs? Okay. Do you smoke cigarettes? Or do you smoke weed? And the answers to- Do drugs and smoke weed are kind of the same thing. They're not. They are not. One is legal. One is not. Drug Mm. is a stigma. Sure. And under those, you can put yes, sometimes or mm-hmm. frequently, and no. But really, it's 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 yes, sometimes, and no. Those are the big three. Sometimes and yes are the same thing. So this is what I'm getting at. So first of all, I'm offended by the whole drugs. Drugs is too broad of a category, it is, right? Yeah. There, look, I don't think the person who does mushrooms occasionally should be put in the same category as somebody who's smoking angel dust or shooting up heroin. This seems like a... It seems like a bundle that shouldn't exist. But what's more important is the nuance of the answering of the questions. And here's my theory. I have been confirmed correct by multiple people. If somebody puts yes that they drink or yes Mm -hmm. that they smoke weed, that means they do it. They could be doing it too much or they can handle it healthily. Mm -hmm. If somebody says they sometimes smoke weed, that means they smoke weed quite a bit. It's more than sometimes. It's it's just (laughs) simply more than all the times. But it could be all the time. They just don't want people to think that they're a stoner, right, but sure. they function. They have a professional job. They can go to work. They just do it at night. But the key is if somebody puts no, it means no. But if they don't answer the question at all, then they definitely fucking do it. Like, <laughs> like the number of times I see people who are like, yes, or sometimes yes to drinking, no to cigarettes, yes to weed does not answer drugs i was like this person's taking molly and mushrooms every weekend like because a lot of it's also the professionalism right 
you don't want it to be that you're looking for a job and somebody doesn't. I'm in D.C. Like everybody here is political. So it's this whole. Do people really look at the dating apps to, to vet employees? God, I hope not. Ashley. So my sister's co-worker that Ashley heard from years ago, it hasn't talked to in years, like messages her randomly out of nowhere. She's like, I think I saw your brother on a dating app. And I think that's the thing, which mm. is like. Everybody knows everybody. It's very incestuous. Like everybody knows. God, everybody. I hope it's not. That's not. I, I, <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Clayton was very incestuous. That's why, okay. that's why everybody looked the these, same. These like, dating apps better not be incestuous. That's kind of the. Kind but of it's uh, but it's interesting. It's it's. I heard this great. So I'm. I I will give credit where credits due. I've been saying this for years. So what I used to do when I was dating years ago was if I would match with somebody, we'd get to the point of exchanging phone numbers. I would either suggest that we do a FaceTime call. I do a okay. FaceTime first look. Or I would send a video of myself. I'd be like, hey, this is Jared. I'm Jared. This is what I look like. This is what uh -huh. I sound like. I'm pretty sure. What was it? I'm Jared. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's really easy to screw these things up over text if you have no context for how somebody looks when they talk. Or how they sound when they speak. So this is what I look like. This is what I sound like. I can't do much about either of them in this moment. So if it's not something you're into, totally fine. And then here are a couple of things we've been talking about. So it doesn't seem like it's a slate message that I'm just sending to everybody. Uh -huh. um, so that was back pre-Julie. So we're going back three years. I think it was when I had COVID in Bethesda. And um, now Hinge has stolen this idea from me. So now Hinge has a video prompt on it. You can record a video of you introducing yourself. From you. That's a pretty basic function. Nobody was doing it before me. I'm the Jared Stern <laughs> who you, evolved Hinge. I'm the um, Hinge Jared Stern. Okay. All right. No. Fine. Well, you know what? We're looking for new, right. uh, so, new adjectives. So like, uh, yeah. So now there's this whole video prompt thing. But I've, I've matched with people and I've been like, hey, let's do like a little video thing. We can just see if there's a like a vibe check. And some people are into it. Some people aren't. I explained it this way. The best I've ever heard this explained. Again, I've. it was this girl's profile. I, I don't know her name. I would give credit where credit's due. But this is the last official time that I give her credit before I just take this and start using it as my own joke. So here's the official blanket credit for whoever this human being was. Sure. And I'm. she gave me the basics. I'm going to evolve it. Text the texting with somebody when you match with somebody, read their profile, the texting, you're like reading the book version of that human being. Mm -hmm. You're imagining how they sound. You're imagining how sure. they talk. You're imagining all the, you're reading the book version. Meeting them in person is like seeing the movie version of that person. And that's when you're like, huh, those are some interesting choices. I wouldn't have made those choices. And this doesn't seem right. Like uh -huh. you are not the version of you that you should be that I had in my mind. And this is made no clearer than uh, Ginny Weasley in Harry Potter. Ginny in the books, Harry Potter, amazing. Ginny in the movies, Harry Potter. And to whoever watches Harry Potter and listening to this, you understand exactly what I'm talking about right now. I have you never don't. read the books. Yeah, this is not for you. Maybe seen the this movies is for once you. This is not. This is not for you. Okay, that's fine. Um, can I ask you what sure. your age range is? That is an excellent question. That is an excellent question, actually. So where my age range started is not where my age range ended. Well, that's what that's how ranges work. So, <laughs> it's such a stupid joke, but it's so fucking funny. Nobody's gonna that's exactly find what that. a range is. Nobody's it starts and it as ends. Funny as I do. 
was really funny. Uh, <laughs> that's a good segment. Anyway. Thanks. I'm a uh, professional comedian. That's it. Goodbye, everybody. Good night. Uh, so originally when I first started it up, it was 35 to 41. Okay. That's a very healthy turned, age range for someone I turned your age. 41 in um, too much, Jesus, two months. You turn like 53 in two months. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had to adjust the age range. Okay. Because uh, nobody over the age of 35 is using these fucking apps. Wants to have kids. No, they're all using the apps oh. like I have never seen in my oh. entire life. It's just no kids, no kids. no, And it's like big. It's not only said there, but it's also like stated in there. Don't want kids. Don't have kids. Have kids. Don't want like mm-hmm. no kids, no kids, no kids. And if I go the rest of my life not having kids, I can accept that reality. I just need to at least be open to it. Okay, um, I got you. But I also can't go too low. Um, right. So my age range now is 31 to 41. That's a that's fine. My that, rule was that's okay. My rule was first of all, I wasn't going into the 20s. Yeah. Um, no, don't do that. I wasn't so my rule was you had to have experienced your 30th birthday mm-hmm. and lived in that reality for a full 365 days. <laughs> I can't have I can't have a concept like I can't believe I'm 30. You're 30. It, it's okay. Yeah. You're 30. You're you, 30. You're gonna get through it. You're, don't and worry. you're gonna be 40 at some point. Like yeah. so now I would gladly cut your heart out and eat it <laughs> if it meant I could be 30 again. I mean, boy, I the, don't boy know. isn't this date going well. As we both know, there's a picture of some Jared Stern in a closet somewhere that's aging rapidly. That's allowing me to age backwards. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I've 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 met some very nice people. I've made a couple of friends. Uh, it, it's been a, okay. Well, I I, I I am happy to hear that. Thank you. Please don't jump into anything just for content's sake. Again, don't okay? tell me what to do. <laughs> you are not the boss Jared Stern of me. Boss Jared Stern. No, I obviously I'm not going to jump into a relationship because I want contact. I would jump into a relationship uh because of codependency issues. Mm, that would be yeah. the re- no. I I've actually the the whole experience of being back here and like cleansing out emotionally, even the process of like going on a meeting it's amazing how many things I've really worked out of my system, like little things, like just being able to exist by myself. Like I spent a lot of my time just by myself. I listen to music now, as opposed to constantly being engaged in like my iPad or, or TV. Good. There there was a time in my life where there was like this extremely codependent nature where it was like, oh my God, I need to find somebody. And if I don't have somebody, then I'm like, but I, now I'm just like, oh, whatever. I'm good. Like I'm fine. Okay. Like if I find somebody, I find somebody. If I don't, it's fine. I'm not a. I, I. I feel like. I feel like I am a considerate human being who doesn't look horrible, who has a halfway decent personality. I'm sure I'll find somebody yeah, eventually. Yeah. Someone settled for me. It can happen <laughs> to you. Right. Exactly. Um, you can always use me as someone to look up to in that regard. <laughs> right. So well, good. I, I, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you've reached this new plateau. Thanks. Uh, and uh, and I, I, I'm looking forward to actually being in the same room with you and doing this and figuring out what the new version of this yeah, is going to become yeah, we're uh, as fun. we venture since we're not since we're two both not horrible looking dudes you're going to yeah. be able to watch this show uh in we're going to do a lot more youtube, YouTube stuff we're going to put the whole episodes on youtube we're yeah. going to do stuff in person we're going to do taste test stuff we're going to do 
Like, I think there's a lot of like fun potential to do things together. The only thing that's going to be a nightmare is filming it because the ease of filming this thing over Zoom is so much easier than the logistics of filming it in person. I have two. I have two little bits of yeah. What's uh, going on things? with you? Well, I mean, not a ton. Not a ton is going on. But I, I, I have to. I have to uh, confess something. I know that on the last episode we did, we talked about the new Indiana Jones movie and how yeah. we were going to wait until it came out on Disney Plus to ha- to sit down and spend some time with it. Well, uh, Andrea is uh, a, a wonderful human being and knows that I have an attachment to the Indiana Jones franchise. The first three anyway, dot, uh, the crystal skull can die in a fire, but yeah. my dad and I were very connected yeah. to those, to those movies. And so, and my expectations were limbo champion low for, <laughs> right. for the dial of destiny. I knew that uh, we could not possibly live up to the quality of the first three. I already yep. had that in my mind, but I was—I was just kind of like, ah, I could, I could, I could see it or I couldn't. And she was like, you know what? Why don't I get us some tickets and we'll go and we'll see it. Good and for her. How does that sound? I was like, all right, fine, sure. I gotta tell you, one bad. It was not a slog. It was not okay. um, the the de aging was not obtrusive. There okay. was a couple uncanny valley moments yeah, yeah. uh in the beginning when they when they show you de-aged harrison ford with old harrison ford's gruff voice with a, little, with, with <laughs> a couple extra years they of didn't gravel. de-age the voice i maybe they tried but he so he doesn't talk a ton in that opening sequence and it's a long opening sequence so i just i i, I made a couple notes and uh i just can i ask a spoiler question sure did they bring back sean connery they did not bring back sean connery the missed opportunity the the cgi is not quite that i mean that that's that's not true the cgi is fantastic they could totally have brought back sean by the way as much as i love sean connery he would have been like the holy trinity of the me too movement if he was still alive so like fuck that guy bring him back and make him do whatever he wants so i have to tell you that you'll be uh satisfied to know the Dial of Destiny mm-hmm. brings back the tradition of Raiders of the Lost Ark in that Indiana Jones does not have to be in this movie for oh. the ending to happen. By the way, I read something on the internet no less than two days ago that argued the counterpoint. And here's the counterpoint. Sure. If Indiana Jones didn't exist then they would have opened the Ark to check it, not around everyone protecting it. The reason why there were so many Nazis around it was because the threat of Indiana Jones prohibited them from doing like a check of this Ark privately. Hmm. But because he was causing such chaos, the whole military uh, militia was around, and that's why it had maximum impact when they opened it. Okay. Not All a great right. well, argument. Uh, the, but a good the, ma- the maximum impact would have been opening it in front of the Fuhrer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but no. So basically it 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 follows that tradition of even if Indiana Jones had nothing to do nice. with the Dial of Destiny, the, the Germans would have found out a way to fuck up on their own yep. and end up uh destroyed by their own hubris. Like that was essentially how this went. And the ending for Dial of Destiny, which I will not spoil mm-hmm. for you, but I will tell you, it is 
as bonkers an ending as you can get. And it's in the tradition of faces melting at the end yes. of, of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nice. It's really well done. Uh, the way that like, so it's, it's got a, it's got a good opening. It's got a kind of a overlong middle and then, uh, and, and then uh, the ending sequence. Another thing that I thought was weird that Antonio Banderas just kind of shows up what? in this movie as a very bit part. And then when the credits roll, he's credited third. He's got number three. It's not like with Antonio Banderas <laughs> at the end of the credits. He's credited third. Like he has like a grand total of like two lines in the whole movie. Love he's, just some, he's just some dude who runs a boat that <laughs> is that apparently Indy knows and they're going to use, they're going to use his boat to go take a, take a, a deep dive salvage to find the one half of the dial of destiny or to, who, to uh, find who does the rock play in it? The rock is the rock in it. No. How, uh, how, what do you mean? How they made a movie with somebody in like a khaki colored shirt going through the woods, the jungle and the rock is, isn't there a, doesn't he ha- own the, the legal right for any movie to search for artifacts right, he, at this listen, point he, in the he, jungle? He, he did not start that. Uh, I would, I dare say Harrison Ford no, no, no. started that trend. Harrison Ford started it and then The Rock appropriated it. Okay, have you not sure. seen, have you not seen the, you're telling me these are four different movies of The Rock? It's like him compared in like The Rundown jungle cruise jumanji and like it's like four movies yeah, no, where no, he's no, dressed it is to- yes absolutely it, it, identically but the but the rock is is like that like many other action heroes like jean-claude van damme and steven seagal where if you did not tell me they weren't the same character i would not have known right he, basically he he plays an archetype he plays a certain of course he does his name is the goddamn rock. rock no i understand that speaking of which harrison ford looks great yeah. for fucking 80 mm-hmm. he's 80 i cannot stress that enough he is 80 and uh yeah he, like they show him getting up out of bed with shirtless and I'm like fuck man if i look like that at i don't know 50 i'll look i'll, I'll be probably pretty happy ever like that <laughs> yeah ever no, yeah. if i ever look like that sure <laughs> right. no yes entirely i will take it <laughs> i will consider that a win if i look like harrison ford does at <laughs> 80 Right. <laughs> um, so w- one of the things I was I was concerned about, and I'm glad they didn't they didn't do. There was not a lot of gratuitous callbacks mm-hmm. to the previous movies. Like he mentions drinking the blood of Kali at one point. Uh, Sala, did they uh, did they kill uh, LeBluff off in the Vietnam War or something? I'm sorry. Didn't they Who? kill Shia LeBluff off oh, in like, yeah, the Vietnam the, War? Not the Vietnam War. He died in World War. Sure two or no 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 was it vietnam maybe it was vietnam I, so this takes Non-Korean? place in 1960 it takes place in 1969 mm-hmm. uh, forgive me i'm not sure exactly when the vietnam war started yeah. but he but it does mention that mutt enlists and is killed in in the war yeah whatever the war is Took that kid out quick yeah they were just uh, like we're not even wasting the time on the just yeah and your son's dead yeah. uh, but i don't they, have the uh, ability to time travel so that i don't prioritize saving my son Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. Or yeah, just just to just to kind of explain that away. That right. was nice. the, the one thing they did do, and they like they flash back a couple different times. They flash back obviously in the beginning to the younger uh, Indiana Jones, and they also flash back another time, like maybe like ten years prior to when it's actually taking place. 
the one thing that I did not think that they overdid was they constantly handed him his hat. They said, okay, by the way, Dr. Jones, we found this for you. Here's your hat. Put your hat on now. It's time to put on your hat uh, and, <laughs> and go and go be Indiana Jones. But there were some parts where like, and here's the thing. Like when, when Crystal Skull came out, it came out on Father's Day. Mm-hmm. And I took, and me and my dad went and saw Crystal Skull because we had, we had, Great, great expectations. Delusional little did we know. Yeah. Little did we know that it would just be just aliens. Awful. Right. Sure. Does he? Does he pull a uh, uh, Daniel uh, Danny Glover at all? <sighs> he I does mention that he is. He does mention that he is. <laughs> is he, he doesn't say he's too old for the shit. No. By the way, God, I wish it, he did. Do you know that? Like, I think I saw recently that uh, Danny Glover was forty-one. In oh, I know the original Lethal Weapon when he was too old for this shit. Yeah, um, Wilford Brimley when he filmed Cocoon was maybe like five years older than me. And you say that you don't have motivation to feel right. good about yourself. <laughs> no, I'm at least <laughs> I, I at least look younger than Wilford Brimley, <laughs> which was like the shorthand for old person for like. 30 years because he lie to you, man. 80 when he was that, 50 that, that's not putting the bar on the floor that's going down to the basement that's and putting the down. bar on the ceiling yeah, that's that, digging that. down <laughs> but anyway so so like i said so i i think my dad would have really liked this movie that's good um and there was a moment in it where uh, he's looking at like notes from his side from his uh sidekick his in, in the present day that there the this thing is going on he's um uh, Indy is working with that guy's daughter. Like that flash forward, Toby Jones's character is no longer in the picture. He died, mm-hmm. but his daughter, who Indy is her godfather, that's that that's the pairing. And she bang- so, does he bang her? He, he he's eighty, and it's uh, um, Phoebe Waller Bridge. So no. Okay, I I don't I don't understand. Is the second part because she's like thirty three or something? Like- that and he's she's his goddaughter. No, i'm just making sure i'm just making yeah. sure that indiana jones doesn't have an uncomfortably young no. sexual interest there is there is none of that but uh they flip that around and phoebe waller bridge is making goo goo eyes at at some of the you know some of the men in the uh right in the in the picture anyway so indy is saying he he finds some notes that 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 uh, toby jones's character had and he goes what are these dates in your in your father's notes your, your your father had dates in these notes and i could just feel myself poking my dad in the shoulder and going bad dates please tell me you know that reference no that's why i gave you such a quizzical look what what is bad dates in raiders of the lost ark when man am i gonna really am i really gonna describe this whole scene to you I mean, okay. yeah, yeah, you are. So in <laughs> you can describe it for other people. We don't know if they know what the fuck bad dates are. My whole oh, job man. is to be the audience. I, I bet you, I bet you, people who know, people who who are fans of Raiders of the Lost Ark know that know that line. But some people might that's have never a, heard of Raiders, that's, Raiders that, of the that's, Lost. That's that's like a couple pegs below top men. Okay, it's yeah. it's one of those. That that was a that was a pretty big miss for me also. Just as as I'm collecting zeros over here. Yeah. What is yeah, what is the just... loss? So what happened in Raiders? when they get the the staff the, the headpiece to the staff of raw yeah. and don't just say yeah yeah, no, yeah. no i i'm a big fan of raiders of the lost ark i know that moment okay. it's just been years so since i've seen they're, it. they're getting the symbols interpreted by the old man right in, 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 in the village all right and the one of the henchmen for the nazis 
pours poison over a bunch of uh, over a bowl of dates yes in in the old man's thing and they they get they find out that the nazis have the wrong size staff they're digging in the wrong place Mm. and indy tosses a date up in the air sala catches it notices the monkey who'd been eating the dates was dead and he looks at indy and he goes bad dates nice now Now flash forward you know 103 years later where indiana jones is 80 somehow and now they are looking through the dial of destiny and they no okay go on no 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 he was while they were trying to figure out something about the dial of destiny because toby jones's character was obsessed with the dial of destiny much in the same way uh indy's father was obsessed with the holy grail yeah that sort of thing so they were looking through he's like what do these dates mean what are these dates in your father's notes and phoebe Waller-Bridge says what dates and i would and bad dates would have been they didn't say the the line no, we didn't say the line. That, oh, that's, I thought they said the line. They that would have been say gr- the line. I you said should, the line. My that's dad a great would have said the line. line. That's, that's a great a, that would have been a good line. That's anyway. like that little subtle fanfare, fan service thing. Yeah, and they, and that's the thing. They didn't do a whole lot of the fan service. They did a couple callbacks, uh, but it wasn't gratuitous. And I would, I mean, it, it the, the movie's getting shit on, but I think it was a good time for all the, for all the bad reviews and everything he's getting. Just remember this: when it when they came out. The first three Indiana Jones movies, before they were classics, were just good movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Time has been kind and created, and they have become classics over time. Right. I'm not saying this one's a classic. I'm just saying it's not a bad movie. It's I worth th- your time. Go check it out. Is all I I'm think saying. the dilemma with when you reboot a character, it's a matter of who was the character? Why were they beloved? And what can you do with the character at this age, right? Right. Indiana Jones was gruff, smug, arrogant, quick to punch first, mm-hmm. and pretty, like, action-y. Yeah. It's tough to get there with an 80-year-old man. Yeah, no, I know. So he it's is... like, it's like unless you're, unless you're paving the way for the next person who wants to emulate that person and be Indiana Jones, like... Uh, I think they made a huge misstep with Mutt. I think it should have been his daughter. I think that, uh, who did I cast years ago? Um, Jessica, Jessica Beale. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I thought would have made like a good, like daughter version of his thing. But again, you're never going to get another, you're never going to get another Harrison, but nobody wants to see Chris Pratt put on the hat right? and become nope. the next. There's Indiana never going to be another Indiana Jones. And they've oh, said, there they, will be. they've said as much. No, there will be. No, nobody that's wants it, that's to his, see it though. That's that's, that's, that's 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 his character. It dies with him. That he is he is done. And I also it think, to a certain extent, those movies stand the test of time as almost like period pieces. At this point, they're a great look back into that period of time. And like, sure. you know, I my question for you is this: mm. Is this movie? Does this movie tell a story about the character that is satisfying in any way that can potentially undo? the belovedness of the character before and so like crystal skull obviously doesn't but my question is for dial of destiny do you feel like dial of destiny adds to the indiana jones character it doesn't so much add to it but it provides a good closing note for it Ooh, because i'm not going to ask the question because we're all going to have to see it to find out does indiana jones survive yeah he does Yeah, yeah he makes it through yeah but he he has come come to terms with his place in history 
And I'll, uh, it, it, once you see the ending, you'll realize why that statement makes sense. And, uh, does and, it yeah. go back in time and like, like marry Peggy Carter? Yeah. He goes back <laughs> in time and he marries Peggy Carter and he and, and Captain America go and punch Nazis. And that, yeah. that is, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I, I think it's good. My, my other, my other complaint is the guy who plays the main villain, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Uh, great actor. He's in the beginning of the movie as well, playing a younger version of that character. And that character would have never survived what happened to him in the beginning of the movie. Mm. Like there's no plausible reason why he's the main foil in 1969. He should have been dead in, you know, when in, uh, in world war two, when, fair. uh, when whatever happens happens anyway. So it was good. Uh, I would recommend it. You know, I'd say seven out of 10. It's not, not a classic, but it's, it's, it's worth checking out. Uh, I, I I do want to mention one other thing real yeah. quick. So I have a very pie in the sky aspiration that I'm kind of, I'm kind of shooting for. I have no chance. I have no chance of this happening. Sure. But, but, but the window for submissions for Grammy nominations is open. Are you submitting your, your, your album? I'm finding out how <laughs> I've got a friend of mine who's a, who's a member of the recording uh, industry association or the rec- recording Grammy industry Academy submitted artist, Jared yeah, Sturd. Right. for your consideration. For That's your all consider- I want. I yeah. want, I just want to have it submitted. They can tell me, no, I got no problem with yeah. them telling me no, but I, I I'm trying to submit live on Broadway for a Grammy and obviously it won't happen but i but i can say yes grammy submitted artist <laughs> jared stern grammy submitted artist jared stern uh we 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 were going to bring the jareds on uh for the podcast one thing that i do think that you should email them ahead of time and let them brainstorm is we need options for our names especially because we had another thing that almost happened uh, about a week ago two weeks ago right we almost performed together almost performed together and that is going to be a problem moving forward why because if i'm getting booked are we just going to keep using the same name is that like okay i'm fine with it if you're fine with it i'm fine with it it only i mean i'm I'm, I'm planning i'm planning (laughs) on on us being a package deal. Me too. But I, like, again, even if it's not a package deal, it only benefits me. Like there's there's no hindrance to me using your name. You are so established in this city that I could just email clubs and be like, hey, I'm Jared then, well, well, we're not going to do that. No, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm but just I'm going inter- to be introducing you around to friends, to, to my friends who book shows. Yeah. They'll know about you. I'm excited. Um, I was um, disappointed by that. I, I really wanted to, us to get up on stage together. I think that would have been fun. Yeah, that was just a bad. That was just bad timing. That was just uh, or bad information about about good timing. But yeah, what, what are you going to do? But yeah, eventually we'll get on stage and excited we're gonna, for We're, we're going to be a, we're going to be a whole thing. It's going to be it's going to be you and then a and then a guest and then me or the other way around me and a guest and then you and people will literally be between two between sterns, two sterns. And then that will well. be yeah. that will be our package deal i'm excited for it tired of us in a completely different <laughs> right uh i have had i've had a couple of people ask uh to let me know when we record this so that they can be here for the live recording 
Um, so mean be here for it, like be in the streams and like participate in the live recording. We'll do a little testing on Twitch to see what it's like. So we're going to, you and I are going to start streaming on Twitch. Um, yeah, can't wait. But the cool thing about Twitch is, uh, very similar to YouTube streaming as well. Um, which is, uh, we don't even need to play the games. We just sit there and have conversations with people who are in the chat and we make jokes about it as well. And yeah. Well, yeah, but playing the games kind of helps that along. I get that. But when, so this is. This is we'll we'll go over it, but like when you're playing the games, you're not able to follow the chat as much. So it's really uh-huh. like an interactive, like constant. Anyway, we've been over it. You know what? Uh, I think our collective ADD will be able to let us pay attention yeah. to a video game it's and a streaming <laughs> chat uh, at the same time. I have True. a funny feeling we'll be able to split our attention in twain uh, to be able to. Look at I know. you with the vocabulary. Well, listen, I that's what I that's what that's what I bring to this show. Yeah. Uh is the words, the flowery language. Oh. You you bring the drama, I bring the description <laughs> of the drama. This is I completely forgot why I brought up the uh the online dating in regards to this. So I've had to explain to people what I do. And they go, Oh, what do you do? And what's really great is from my experience in my past, you're not allowed to be broke and be an actor or a comedian or a bartender or a server. That's undesirable. But you're allowed to be broke and work in nonprofits. Oh, great. Totally acceptable. You are, in fact, nonprofit. How about that? But but more importantly, people have been like, oh, what else do you do? And I, because they'll get on my social media. So like, it appears that he has a podcast. (laughs) And I go, yeah. And I go, oh, I have a podcast. And they're like, eh. And then I go, yeah. We're about to record episode 100, and they go, "Oh, a I complete know. 180." The sheer fact that we have recorded this many, and in their brain goes, "If they if they recorded one a week, then they have been recording this for at least two years." Yeah. Who in their right mind does anything that's not at least a little it, bit? It yeah. gives the show an air of it quality. Gives because it a, why else would we have wasted this much fucking time? Agreed. If it wasn't somewhat good. Agreed. And by the way, you and I had that similar experience at the barbecue for Fourth of July. Sure. Where yeah. like a couple of people were like, "Oh, you have a podcast." We're like, "Yeah, we're coming up on episode 100." They're like, "Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> episode 100." And it's like, "Yeah." It's like a thing. We're not pushy about it. We are like a thing. We are. Well, we we got a thing going. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what the fuck is the out for this thing? Uh, As we ramble on and ramble on and ramble on, I'm so exhausted too. I keep people can't see this, but like I keep covering my mouth and muting the mic as I yawn off to the side because we're recording much later than normal. Um, yes, much later. It's 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 eight o'clock. My goodness. I'm in bed most nights by nine thirty. I'm an old man. Make sure that goes in your dating profile. <laughs> in bed most nights by nine. I don't. <laughs> That's gonna I, coffee dates breakfast and brunch only i can't make it past seven in bed by 9 30 at night is that a threat or is that a promise (laughs) hey everybody thanks for sticking your ears between two sterns please leave us a five-star review even if it's a sarcastic one 
Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have an idea for the show? Or are you also Jared Stern? Shoot us an email. You can find links to everything at jaredstern.com. We'll be right back.